Wake up creatives, we're here to help small businesses think big. We're your source of entrepreneurial inspiration and real talk about running a modern small business. Feel frustrated at the lack of resources for startups? We're here to answer all your questions about what it takes to get your business off the ground, using social media as a tool and inspiring you not to give up along the way. You'll hear stories and practical advice from different talented entrepreneurs to help you to keep working towards your goals. We cover everything from networking tips to starting your own website. This is the JSL Podcast. Grab your coffee and let's grow. Hey there, creatives. It's Lindsay Perez here, and today I'm here with Ashley. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Hi, Linz. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with me. Um, We are super excited to talk to you all about your um, entrepreneurship, your small business. Yeah, it's a lot to juggle and I'm not going to pretend like I've got it all together. I am figuring it out a day at a time, just like the rest of you. But um, there's a there's a few things I've learned along the way. <laughs> Perfect. So Ashley, tell us a little bit about your story. You're a life coach and you have a unique part-time job. Um, and how did you get started with all of that? Yeah. So honestly, I just kind of stumbled into the coaching world lens. I like a lot of probably your listeners graduated from college with this, like, okay, I did all the right things. I got my degree. I'm like on the fast track to this corporate career. Mm-hmm. Except I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I don't really know what that career looks like. And I knew I wanted to, to be successful and that I wanted to, uh, you know, learn and grow with, with new opportunities, but I was really stuck. Cause I didn't I couldn't figure out what like my purpose was. I knew I wanted to make an impact. I knew I wanted to change the world, but I really didn't know what that looked like. And so uh, it kind of all started after I graduated school. I got my first job working in a dental office, wow. which was great. Paid decent. I was, in a, I was an orthodontic assistant. Um, but after some time, I just started to get anxiety, like for going to work every day. Just realize, you know, like when you're the assistant, you could work for 20 years as the assistant and you will never be the orthodontist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt like I'd already hit my ceiling and I just felt this thing inside of me. It's like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is not my contribution to the world. <laughs> and I just started like really praying about it and trying to figure out like, okay, what is my bigger calling? I knew I could feel it inside. And I know a lot of you probably feel the same way. Um, before you take that big leap of like, you just feel like you're meant for something more, something bigger. And, um, I discovered that in a Facebook ad actually, which is so funny. There was a business coach running a Facebook ad all about, um, business coaching and life coaching. And that's how I discovered the coaching industry. And as soon as I read about it, like this light bulb went on and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is it. Like, this is my moment. And I knew that I just, this is my, my path. Wow. That is so amazing. (laughs) that you just kind of stumbled into that and figured it out. That's incredible. Yeah. I think the universe kind of works in that way, right? We are where we're supposed to be like at the moment we're supposed to be there. So I don't feel like it was a coincidence that I read her ad that I kind of fell into the coaching world and then, um, you know, met people along the way that would help me, but that's where it got started is just never giving up the search. When I knew there was something in my heart that told me that I was meant for something more, you just got to keep looking because it's out there. Oh, it's so true. You got to keep the faith, even when it's hard, especially on your own being entrepreneur is like, 
so lonesome sometimes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And let me tell you, as an extrovert too, it's super hard because I get my energy from working around other people. So working from home is such a challenge, especially in the winter when there's not a lot of sun, skies are gray. (laughs) Oh man, that that can be really tough. I definitely understand that. And on top of that, and you have a little guy, how old is your baby? It is challenging to have a little guy at home. My little guy is, um, he's 11 months. You guys, he turns one in two weeks. So it's, it's challenging, but you know, there's a few, I think getting a routine is really key to keeping yourself on track because otherwise you're going to lose your sanity. Like that multitasking where you're like, okay, I'm in my business. I'm on the phone. I got to change a baby's diaper. Oh no. He just like pooped everywhere. Like, you know, there's a balance of keeping all the balls in the air. And sometimes honestly, I feel like I'm going to drop the business or the baby. Like I just, I can't keep it all up. (laughs) I think the key there, you guys, is ask for help. Like, don't try and do it all on your own. You're not supposed to. And I just want to point out, like, Western culture... I think we're a little bit too independent because in other cultures and civilizations, like you look my husband, he's from Peru actually. And, um, in in their culture, like in South America, the whole family like lives together for a long time. So like his grandparents and his parents and him will all live together. Right. And so it takes the grandparents and the parents and the kids all raising each other. Or you go to like Africa and you have these villages where like, all of the village, all the women in the village take care of all the babies. And so I don't know, I just feel like it really does take like a village to raise a child. And in Western society, somehow we think that we have to be like the super moms, the soccer mom, and we have to like all of the things where we put that all on our ourselves to like take on everything and and we're not supposed to. Yeah, that's just that's just totally unrealistic. You know, it's it's absolutely okay to reach out for for help and to try to outsource all of that. Cause that's way too much stress, especially with everything that you have going on. You know, how do you find that balance of being a mom and an entrepreneur and a life coach and having a part-time job? Like, what are your strategies? I'm sure our listeners would love to know. Yeah, so you're right, Lindsay. I'm I'm juggling a lot of things, like you've mentioned. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I'm a life coach. So I have clients and I have my own business building activities to do. And then um, I also work for an online influencer. I work for um, Julie Solomon as her community manager. So that's something that I also do part-time, but sometimes feels full-time. And... I also like I'm a mom, right? And I have a family and and a baby to take care of. So that's a lot of things. And a few things that have really helped me and I'll be straight up honest guys, like sometimes we have cereal for dinner. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, Betty Crocker or Stewart, like this is real life. And sometimes I do have to schedule, reschedule appointments because, you know, when the baby's sick, it's just like, okay, family has to come first. So first off, I think it's important to like remember that nobody has it all figured out and it's not perfect. And it's kind of a mindset thing of understanding that it's okay to do it messy. Like we're not here for perfection. It's okay if it's a little bit messy. Mm-hmm. It, it's only going to get better as you practice it. And when you first start out, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> um, but a couple of my tips. So one thing that I do is I wake up an hour earlier than the rest of my family to work on my dreams. So It is really hard when I work for somebody else. So naturally, if something comes up, I have to drop my things to to do whatever emergency or whatever fire needs to put out for the team that I'm a part of. 
So in order to make sure that I'm not always putting everybody else's needs before mine, I wake up an hour earlier than the rest of my family. Right now, that's 6 a.m. I would love for that to be 5 a.m. Eventually, I want to have two solid hours for myself, but that is huge. Like Time is short for everyone, so you have to make the time. Wake up an hour earlier for you to work on your dreams, whether that's losing weight and you're going to the gym and you're working out, whether that's you're building a business. Okay, let's map out your scheduling, your content, right? Like whatever that is for you, one hour earlier makes such a big difference. Mm. Um, The next thing I did was I hired a nanny. (laughs) And I'm not joking, you guys, this is so real. And I know that that's hard when you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of extra money and you can't justify like, how do I pay for a nanny? I can't even like, I'm not even paying myself. You know what I mean? Get creative. Mm-hmm. Like call grandma. I'm sure she wants a date with your, with your baby, right? Like grandma time. <laughs> gotta have that. Make that a thing. Or, you know, reach out to some of your other um, young mom neighbors and say, Hey guys, let's do like a trade. Like maybe you trade two hours of babysitting with her kids and she does two hours of babysitting for your kids. So like work together, find that, like team so that you can have two solid hours, maybe even just two solid hours a week to have focus on uninterrupted time. Cause that's going to help you build momentum and, um, not feel like you're never getting anywhere. Right. Because it's that like self doubt that's going to kill you no matter what. So you got to keep that momentum going. Mm, amen. Um, yeah. And the third thing is surround yourself with people that cheer you on and will help you believe in your dreams even when you don't. Yeah. So like, it's so, so key, right? Like recently I just moved to a new city. So I just moved to Austin, Texas. Holla, all my Texas girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm new here. Like, I don't know anybody. We moved five weeks ago. So most of my support communities are online because listen, like as an adult to make friends, like I work from home, you guys, I don't go to an office every day. I have a baby. So it's not like I can just like, you know, go to a restaurant or the gym and just like hang out. Cause I got to take my baby with me everywhere I go. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so a lot of that is finding those communities online and then connecting with those people outside of like the Facebook group or the Instagram, right? And being like, hey, do you want to have a virtual coffee date? Like, let's get to know each other um, and turning, cultivating those relationships. That's so, so important. And um, that can start in your community too. Like you could start a book club. You could start a girl's night out. Like um, I go to a bar studio in town and I make a point of gathering girls phone numbers. And then like, once I have 10 or so, I'll be like, Hey guys, we're having a girl's night out. We're going to dinner. If you would like to come, we'd love to have you. And I start a track. That's how I start my track. Like I go somewhere where I know there's people doing things to do. And I take the initiative because I know if I don't, then I'm going to be lonely for a long time. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. You really are proactive about that. You know, I think you have to be because we're all so busy. And when you sit around and you wait for opportunities to come to you, you like, you're slowing down your own progress. So there's something you want. I think you've got to be proactive about it. So if you don't have a community, you guys, if you don't have a supportive community, go out and create your own. I think that's really key. Wow. I love that. You're such a (laughs) go-getter. Oh man. I feel like, yeah, I just, I love it. I'm like, I'm all about the taking action and like making it happen. You have this one life, this one chance to share your goodness and your gifts with 
the world and your neighbors and your friends and your family. And I just don't think you can leave it up to chance. I think you've got to have a plan, right? I think some of our, some of the people I listen to always tell you hope is not a plan. I'm like you need a strategy. <laughs> right. They always say, you know, God helps those who helps themselves, you know? Yeah, totally. God helps those who help themselves. Totally. <laughs> Um, awesome. So what is a really great piece of advice you received earlier on in your career that implement, that you've implemented and has really helped you on your journey? Well, um, you'll hear from everybody in person about me, like, look at your goals, write down your goals every single day. And you're like, okay, I've heard this a million times, but are you actually doing it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think, um, for me, that was one thing I, I started implementing. Like, okay, I got to get consistent about writing my goals. That was a big one. But I think showing up consistently was hard because I, I was just so distracted by all of the things and all of the roles I felt like I had to play. Yeah. And um, so it was really hard to, to stay consistent. I would get started and then I'd get frustrated when I wouldn't see results. And I'd go back and realize I didn't get results because I didn't stick to the plan. It wasn't consistent. I maybe, you know, posted for three days and then dropped off or I started a challenge and then I didn't finish it with the email sequence like I planned or whatever it is. Right. So the great piece of advice, um, or I don't know the quote that really resonated with me was that failure and success is the same path. And I think that we have to really understand that um, we, we're so hard on ourselves. We're so critical with judgment and, you know, beating up on ourselves. And when we fail, it's like, oh, I guess I'm not, I'm not meant for this. I guess I'm not good enough. I guess, you know, maybe I need to go back to my day job or whatever it is, is that every failure you have just gets you closer to that success. They're not two different paths. Success is just further down that same path. Oh yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah. I think every time you try something that doesn't work, uh, it doesn't make you a failure. It just brings you one step closer. Do you want to be? And to be honest, I've never met an extraordinary person who didn't have failures that came before their big breakthrough success story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to struggle through before we can get to the success. Well, that's what makes a success so sweet, right? <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. I mean, if you just, if you just have your success handed to you, that's not really you earning anything, you know, it's all about that journey of you building yourself up and, you know, kind of getting that momentum going. So I, I really love that quote. I'm going to put that on my wall somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, I think you hit it on the head just then Lens. that really the reason that we're even going for success and like success is defined in, in everybody's got their own definition of success, but it's not about the end goal in the end. It's not really about the million dollars. It's not really about losing the 20 pounds. It's really about the person that you become through the process of getting to that million dollars or getting to that ideal weight or, you know, becoming that mom that you want to be because you have to create habits and disciplines and build your character in order to get there. And so if somebody were just to hand you the million dollars, and you haven't become the person that can create and own that million dollars, guess what? Tomorrow, that million dollars is going to be gone because you're not going to know how to handle it. You're not going to have the character characteristics or the habits to really leverage what you've gained. And it's the same. Thing. Yes. You know, I, I just feel it's so true. It's all about the person you're becoming, not necessarily about where you're going. Yeah, that's so good. And you actually do hear about that all the time that people who win the lottery, like they win a million dollars or, you know, $3 million. And then within like a month, it's a gone, it's all gone because they don't know how to manage it. They didn't earn it. They don't know how to respect that success, you know, that win. 
So the journey isn't so vital. Totally. It's all about the journey. I agree. Exactly. So, so where do you see yourself on your journey in two years and what would you ideally like to be doing? Are you going to continue to keep life coaching or maybe you're going to be doing something different? Yeah. So, you know, I have a really big vision for myself, Lindsay, because I just don't believe in playing small. I think if you can dream big, like, I mean, it's kind of like that saying, like, aim for the shoot for the stars. Cause even if you miss, you'll land on the moon or something to that. And so for me, like my mission as a life coach to just to get more specific, I guess, is really to help women understand their worth because that for me was the personal hurdle I had to overcome. That was my personal transformation was that I just didn't believe that I was good enough to achieve whatever it was in my path. And as, you know, a young high schooler, teenager, even through college, that was my struggle was I became this chronic like overachiever. And I felt like I always had to, you know, be the star student and be the star athlete and get the coveted internship to essentially prove myself that I was worth something. And I think there's a lot of us that kind of feel that way. We, we search for that exterior validation, whether that be through the number on the scale or the number in our bank account or the number of social media followers we have. We look to those outward measurements of, of our worth as a person. And um, I think that that is the biggest lie that we could ever tell ourselves, that we're only as good as how much we weigh or how much money we have or you know how many friends we have online. So... For me, I want to really drill in this message that you are already enough exactly as you are and that true worth comes from within, not from exterior validations and awards and accolades. Um, And then, you know, that's what I do as a life coach is to help people to find, well, great, that's awesome in theory, but how do I feel that that's true? What, What can I do to to feel like I'm good enough now so that I can have the courage to pursue my dreams. And so that's, that's kind of the work that I want to do, but I would love to take it on a bigger scale. And, um, I really want to speak from stages and teach people. I have a goal. I told you guys that I write my goals down every morning and my number one goal is to speak on Rachel Hollis's stage. And I really want to share this message with them that your worth comes from within and that you are already enough. And that's where I really see this going is, is hopefully uh, becoming a speaker and speaking at events and hopefully maybe even writing a book one day. Oh, wow. Um, This is a kind of an unrelated topic here, but you know that we're having an event in March 2019, um, the Connect for Success event, um, and we would love to have you speak on our stage. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a cool surprise little conversation. (laughs) Did you plan that? That was a great plan. No, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't know you wanted to speak (laughs) like that. But I mean, I'm hearing you talk now and I'm just like kind of blown back in my chair. I'm like... Wow, like you are really inspiring because I'm I feel kind of moved actually because what you're saying, like that's something that I'm struggling with right now. You know, that that imposter syndrome of like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter because, you know, I'm not really, you know, insta famous or whatever. Like I struggle with my self-worth too. I think everybody does, honestly, especially at the beginning when you're you feel like everybody and their mother has a you know 10k followers and they're all like doing all these brand deals and what you just feel so small starting out, you know, but that's a mentality that I'm working to, to get over. And hearing you talk about that, honestly, is like, 
really powerful to me. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. And thank you for, I guess, just sharing your own experience. I think because that's important to know as we're all starting out, everybody starts from zero. You guys, like your biggest fan, like you think about who you geek out about your fangirl of like, you know, maybe it's Tony Robbins or maybe it's Rachel Hollis or Amy Porterfield or some of these other really amazing people. Um, they all started at zero. And they all had to overcome this exact thing that you're going through. Like, um, am I even qualified? Um, who am I to think that I could connect with somebody who's such high class or who am I to teach somebody how to do something? I don't have a certificate. Like I don't have a degree in this. Is someone going to take me, whatever you have all of these negative beliefs or self doubts. And, um, I think it's really about learning how to overcome them because, let me tell you, it is not about the people who reach the end and get to where they want to go are not the people that just always believed in themselves. They're not the people that never failed. They're not the people that, um, never got rejected, right? They're the people who kept going anyways. And it's Mm. not about not, not feeling or not having these limiting beliefs. It's about learning how to get up faster Every time that you fall down, it's closing the gap. So fall down, great. But then make sure that when you're down, that the time it takes you to get back on that horse is shorter than it was the last time that you fell down. And I think when we have these limiting beliefs, it's the same way. We can choose to sit there and wallow for three days and feel sad. And you guys, like I've been there, like I struggled with depression and my depression was really driven by this um, lack of a belief that I was good for something. I just felt so insignificant and just that my life didn't really matter. And it was about overcoming that that allowed me to step into this person that was going to start a movement and become a leader and help other people overcome that thing that I had overcome. And do I have a degree in helping people overcome self-doubts? No, but that's not like a thing. What I have is experience, a personal experience or journey that now qualifies me to help other people cross that same bridge. And you have that too. Wherever it is, whether you're like a designer or a creator or some kind of coach or consultant, you're teaching somebody something because you have likely or your clients have likely experienced that transformation. And I think that's the important thing is just knowing that you are always qualified to help the person a step behind you, just a half step behind you. You don't have to be the Marie Forleo or the Tony Robbins. You can just be you and help the person a step behind you and still make an impact and a change in the world. Wow. <laughs> I'm kind of speechless right now. You're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I'm glad. This is good. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing stuff. Okay. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Tell us what a typical day looks like for you from when you wake up in the morning until your head hits the pillow at night. Yeah. Okay. So I'm working on that routine now because you guys, time management is huge. Like being able to be productive and leverage your time to get things done. Um, obviously when you're, when you're juggling lots of things that can make or break your success. So for me, I really found that I have to have a routine in order to keep me on track. And I recommend that you do the same. If you pick your top three things that you're going to make sure you do every day and attach that to something that like you're already doing doing it to create, to make it a habit essentially. So for me right now, I'm, I'm waking up at six and, you know, in a couple weeks I'll, I'll move that up to, you know, maybe five 45 and a couple more weeks I'll wait, I'll move that up to five 30 until I get to five. 
Yeah. So it's progress little by little. Dang girl. <laughs> no, little by little. It's okay. We can take baby steps and that's okay. So I wake up at six and then I work on me. So from six o'clock AM until about seven 30, I, I wake up, I start by writing out 10 things I'm grateful for. And then I write my top 10 goals and I write the same goals every day, you guys. And I write them with passion. Like they're already happening to me. I'm putting that energy into it and getting all the fill. Mm. And then, um, I'll write out the top three things I want to accomplish. I kind of plan out my day. Okay. This is what I'm going to work on. This is my time frame, and any big like team meetings or client calls or things that I have. And then, um, seven 30, I pack up my baby and my husband and we go drop him off at work. Cause we're doing a whole share a car thing right now. So, uh, that it's a pain in the butt, but we make it work <laughs> and, uh, we get back around eight and then I stick the baby in the stroller we go for a jog and then nanny comes at nine o'clock. And when the nanny's here, guys, I only have a nanny for four hours. Okay. So I got to maximize that time. So she's here from nine until one. And during that time, that's when I buckle down and I do all the things that I, I work for on the, on the team. When I'm working with Julie, I'm checking into the communities, answering emails, creating content for her communities. Um, and then around noon, I get to take a break. I usually go work out. That's my like, okay, I got to move my body. That's so, so essential. Move your body, make that a part of your routine. And then at that time, the babysitter leaves around one and I'm putting the baby down for a nap. And then those next few hours, I get to work, uh, go back to working on my own business in terms of, um, re- doing client reach outs, uh, having client calls, doing my own content strategy. And it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes the baby wakes up, right. And sometimes he doesn't sleep very long and I don't get as much time as I want to. Um, but then it's like, okay, well I can use time later that night, or I can put that at the beginning of the morning. So essentially my routine looks like waking up early that hour early before and working on my business, making sure that I'm getting some jogging time in. Cause that's my like plan, right? If that 12 hour workout doesn't work out, then I still have 30 minutes when I can go for a little, just move your body, even if it's 15 minutes. And then I go to my job, my job, um, that I, the team that I work with, and then I get to work on my stuff. So that's essentially how I'm managing it right now. And, uh, I think it's good to note that flexibility is key. It's not always going to go as you plan, but you just got to be flexible, not too hard on yourself. Yeah, definitely. Wow. You have everything planned out. It seems like, <laughs> well, I'm trying, but, but I'm just like you, honestly, Liz, I'm, I'm making it up as I go and just trying to see where I'm at and, um, just readjusting as things don't go right. So I can try and stay on track. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was listening to your whole routine and it seems like you only have maybe an hour or so when you're working out to care for yourself or have like just time for yourself to be alone and think about your personal needs. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about self-care. So self-care is like a super hot topic right now. And one that I feel personally deserves a lot more attention because women, especially ambitious women and those juggling multiple passions and families, entrepreneurs, especially all of the things often put their own needs on the back burner. I'm sure that you're no stranger to that as well because you've got a little baby and he definitely has a lot of needs. So his needs obviously come before your own, but it's really hard to actually take care of yourself during the day. And when you're so passionate about making progress on yourself, it can get lost, your own self-care. So what tips do you have for our listeners about implementing some good self-care into your routine? Yeah, this is a big one because like you said, I think as naturally as women, we're nurturers. So we want to take care of everybody else. And so that often means that our own 
care is like put to the back burner, which, um, you know, works for maybe a day or two, but then by day three, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so burnt out. Right. It's important to care of ourselves. And, um, especially, especially because you guys, I think it's so important that you give yourself this hour and, and I, I do it in the morning, right? I have my hour for myself before everybody else wakes up, but you find that hour for you because you've got to protect your dreams. Okay. Like this is your protection plan because otherwise time and people are going to take that time away from you. And you're not going to be able to do the things that matter most for you. And I also want to note that self-care is different for everyone. For some people that's taking a bubble bath. For some people that's getting their nails done. For other people, that's like, I just have 15 minutes to sit down and read a book where I can just relax. Right. And, um, I think it's important first of all, to note what your, what makes you feel good. That's what self-care is like, what can you do to refill your cup? Because if you don't have anything in your cup, you're not going to have anything to give anybody else. And that's why it is so important to recharge your batteries. Um, so for me, I'm not really a nails girl. I don't really get my nails done or anything like that, but I make sure that I have time to work out is a big one for me because that releases my happy endorphins, right? Keeps me motivated and upbeat and also social time, like hanging out with girls, right? Like creating those communities we talked about earlier, because if I don't spend time with other people, I'm depleted. Like I need to refuel my energy and that as an extrovert comes from spending time and socializing with other people. So that is just as much a business activity as like planning social media content, because I'm not going to have energy to do that if I don't, you know, have that social aspect as well. So for all of you out there listening, self-care is important. And when you want to put your needs on the back burner because you've got a husband or you've got kids or you've got clients, just know that you cannot serve them if you're dead, right? <laughs> you cannot serve them if you are just no energy depleted, you pass out and, and your body will react too, right? Like stress levels are through the roof and, or maybe you're breaking out on your skin because you're just under so much pressure or stress. Like you have to take care of you so you can take care of the people you love that that's mm. it. Like bottom line, you know, I think Jim Rohn says, I'll take care of me for you. You take care of you for me. And I think that that's just brilliant because only you can take care of you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so, that's, that's very, very profound. It's so true. I mean, often I feel like we, we just pour so much of ourselves out and at the end of the day, we get so exhausted. <laughs> it's so important to remember that you're a person too. I, I don't think I could have said it any better than what you said. You got to take care of you. So and you can take care of other people and it's the same way around. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember too, you guys, it's all about progress. Like it, so often we go for perfection when we should be going just for progress and, um, and having that patience and forgiveness with ourselves. And just like, you know, you have a bad day sometimes and it's okay. And maybe that meant you went and ate the whole chocolate cake <laughs> and now you're really guilty about it because you just had a whole chocolate cake for lunch, but then you get to decide what you have for dinner. You know, you don't have to throw in the towel and say, well, my diet's ruined. I had chocolate cake today. So now I'm going to go have cookies and ice cream for dinner, right? Like, no, you can say, okay, that was my moment of weakness. I ate the chocolate cake, but now for dinner, I'm going to have that chicken and kale salad. And you can jump right back on that bandwagon 
the second after you jump off. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, I'm thrown in the towel. It's good for nothing. Or, oh, well, like self-care out the window because I haven't meditated or eaten something green in five days. No, like you can decide to get back on and um, just be patient and loving with yourself. It's okay to mess up. Just don't let yourself stay there. Mm. Wow. It's such a powerful message. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I feel like I've gotten some really incredible, incredible insight from you, not just into your routine and how you got to where you are, but in your life coaching business, like I feel like we've gotten some really incredible nuggets of wisdom from you today. Well, good. I hope I've all inspired you all. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for those <laughs> questions. <laughs> of course. So what's next for you and where can we find you and where can people learn more about you? Yeah. So you can find me on my website at www.ashleybchecon.com. And I am Ashley B. Chekon on all social platforms. So come send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you guys. And um, what's coming up next? I am actually launching my own podcast soon and I'm getting really excited about it, especially Lynn's after what you mentioned, you just kind of, I guess, validated that I'm not alone in feeling that people are struggling to find like that um, inner sense of personal worth. And so I am launching a podcast and it's called Worth From Within. And it's essentially really all about giving women the tools and mindsets that they need to create success from the inside out. So I'm super stoked about it and um, I hope you guys will come check it out. Oh, we definitely, definitely will, especially after what you've said today. I think your podcast is going to be super amazing. Oh, thanks so much, Lindsay. I appreciate your support. That's really sweet. All right. Thank you so much, Ashley, for talking with us. And we will see you creatives on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the JSL Creatives Podcast. We hope you learned something new today and you're inspired to keep working towards your goals. Until next time.